On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Listening to Tall Can Audio. I have something to say to you! Here's your host. The issue here, sir, is that everyone fucking hates you. Matt Robinson. Away we go on episode 986 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. My name's Matt Robinson. Thank you all for checking out the show today. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're following along there. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now. There's a follow button. There's a subscribe button. Apple Pods, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are, there's uh, there's something there to uh, to make sure you keep getting more of these in the uh, in the future. We'd love it if you go ahead and hit that. I am as excited as a guy in a brown tracksuit in Peterborough to be welcoming Andrew Stoughton <laughs> back to the podcast today. How are we doing, my man? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right now that I don't see a guy in a brown tracksuit in Peterborough outside my window. Uh, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Um, yeah, uh, the Blue Jays, uh, got some home games in Seattle coming up. So that's, uh, that's probably going to be good for what ails them. It's, uh, it's true. Uh, and I know this time you've, uh, you've brought along a, a tall boy there or something that you're sipping on. Why don't you tell us about what you got in hand today? Uh, uh yeah, I've got and this users. is to you again, not the, not with the guy in the tracksuit on the couch cushion has in his hand. Why don't you tell us what you've got in yours? All right. we, yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. We did off air. We talked about a man in a track suit <laughs> with a thing in his hand on my lawn earlier today. I'd really rather not really the, more than, than checking the, out a leftover couch and just making himself at home. That's all. That's all. It's... He got an earful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> from my voice <laughs> from the window. Yes. Keeping a safe distance. But, yeah, keep that. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I've got a yuzu sour from the Publican House Brewery, uh, which is uh, one of my neighbors here in Peterborough. Yeah, you said uh, not too far within walking distance there for you. Um, they make some nice stuff. I, I haven't had any other sours, but I like uh, I like their beers a lot. What uh, what kind of flavor is this one? Is it uh, what what's going on with the that sour? It's it's citrusy. I couldn't I could not tell you what a yuzu uh, is. It's, right. uh, it's it's some sort of a citrus. Uh, it's part of that family. Sure. Uh, I don't know. It's I, I am, as a, anybody who's heard me on here before probably knows, uh, I like a White Claw. I like right. a corporate, uh, <laughs> a corporate, like, uh, you know, rubbing yeah, alcohol-ish yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, no, I just, I'm not a huge hops guy, but... Uh, Did you do the, the seltzers at delicious all? And I love a seltzer. White yeah. Claw is a, is a seltzer. Yeah. And, uh, my, a buddy of mine that was on the other day, he, uh, for a long time, he was way ahead of me on the seltzers. And then uh, someone turned me on to a, a group of them called Bangarang. 
Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. And so I started trying those, and I've really been enjoying them, especially on, like, you know, like this nice hot summer day or whatever. And he has circled back around to smash me over the head and remind me that at one point I was apparently a bit of a snob about the seltzers before falling into it myself. So I deserve well, that. Well, you know, you know what? It, that's okay. But uh, I did eventually, I mean, the part of my coming to the seltzer team or coming to the sour team or coming to the, the cider team was, uh, you know, you, you, there, there's no need to smash anybody in the head that's about, true. Uh, about what they're drinking. If you like the taste of it, go ahead and enjoy it. And that's, that's what I'm doing right now with a Yuzu Sour from the Publican House. Perfect. And uh, I'm sitting here with something from somewhere not too far from you guys. Actually, they, they kind of led me on here a little bit. It's so the Bob Cajun Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Very close. I, yeah, I sort of though thought they were in Bob Cajun, and I don't know why I might have thought that. Right? Oh so, wait, they're not. No, they're they're in Peterborough. So um, I don't oh, know on the Queensway. Yeah, I think that's that might be right. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, I don't know if they were eventually planning to move, and the pandemic got in the way, or just grabbing a name and running with it. I. But they kind of. I've had a, I've had an Amsterdam beer as well, and I don't feel that that's from there. That's either. true. No, there's some false advertising <laughs> on that side of things as well. But uh, I'll give them a pass because the the good people there at the Bob Cage and Brewing Company they make some nice stuff. This is called the Houseboat Wheat Beer, and I'm uh, I'm enjoying that a little bit. I've had it a bunch of times before, and it just seemed to seemed to be perfect in the aftermath of a tight Blue Jays win as they narrowly escape a sweep by the uh, last place Oakland Athletics. Look, you just put out a piece today that. Um, I don't know, was perfectly timed. And that's at the batflip.ca. We'll share all the links in the uh, in the show notes. But I want to save that for just a minute. And I want you to kind of tell me what's reasonable here. Because I've, I've sort of been fighting this basically for a week or so now. And at this point last week, you've just taken two of three from Boston. And then you win the first two against Tampa and then you lose the next three to Tampa, and then you lose two to Oakland. And I've sort of been trying to wrestle with, should I be concerned? Should I be alarmed? And for now, I'm going to allow you to set things beyond this, but for now, I'm annoyed. And I think that's fair. I I think it's fair to be annoyed with how the last week has gone, and five games against the Tampa Bay Rays will do that to any Blue Jays fans. With where we sit now, you just lost two or three to Oakland, lost three or five to Tampa, but it has only been a week. Where are you right now with this team? How are you feeling about them? Well, I will say that you, you say it's only been a week. I I think it's fair to say it could be more. Yeah, I don't I don't know that they've been great for uh, you know uh, since the middle of June probably. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tell anybody how to, how to think or feel. I mean, I got out of that game a long time ago. I used to, uh, but, but uh, I mean, it's just, it's just, baseball is a game that is just not built for our modern society to, to, you know, to, to Mm -hmm. sort of jokingly say it, but like, it doesn't, it, it does, it doesn't work with our brains. It doesn't work with a lot of, uh, just the way that we view the world. And it's, it's, you know, like hockey, I think of, or basketball, or soccer, or football. It's like those games; those are like those are sort of the other big sports. Obviously, mm-hmm. you physically, the team that can physically impose itself on the other team uh, generally wins. Right. And you can sort of, I, it's it's easier to look at the talent on the rosters of those of teams in those sports and understand why they're going to win a game. And I think that's harder in baseball because it's about 
you know, whether you cue the ball off the end of the bat or whether it hits a little more towards the sweet spot or where, whether it, you know, there's just so much more randomness in it. Uh, and that's difficult for people, especially not that, it, not that the, that's wrong of them, but it's difficult, I think, because, you know, you, you, you're, you're watching a three hour, four hour game and you're, 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 yeah. And you're living and breathing on every pitch. And I can't, like, I can't begrudge anybody for getting frustrated uh, or like, and, and, and I feel like maybe I'm just numb to it and may, and certainly be, you know, having somehow you know, backdoored my way into the media uh, do, doesn't help like my, my perspective in terms of like being, you know, part of the common man, right? Because I sure. because I have to cover. I can't tune out, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and man, there've been years where I wish I could have. <laughs> but but I, but I just you know, it's just it's just it's not. You have to take that step back, and you have to. For me, the way that I get through, you know, trying to understand and wrap my head around these sort of frustrations, because obviously it's frustrating. Obviously they played terribly. Obviously the pitching has been atrocious uh especially from you know barrios was great uh here on wednesday kikuchi what a <laughs> what a disaster so yeah. far uh and you know i can convince myself to uh, and, and i guess this is what i do this is my coping mechanism some people's coping mechanism is to go on twitter and be like fire everybody but for, <laughs> but for me it's kind of like you know i understand why the kikuchi deal made sense why they're doing that what they think they can get out of it and how much time they have to try to figure it out. And mm-hmm. it, it's dire uh, when you're at the point, which they, I think, are, where it's like, we're going to have to skip him a start. We're going to have to give him a phantom injury. Something's got to give. The guy can't throw a fastball without, like, maybe taking somebody's head off. Like, that's, like, legitimately scary. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it, like, that's that's been bad. The bullpen's been bad. That's, you know, everybody can see that. But it is such a long season. It's such a – it's a it, and it's a sport that just demands – not knee-jerking about, right? And I, I think that that's something that it's so hard, and I, I completely understand, like I say, why people why it's sure. hard to like why it's hard to tell somebody, hey, you just wasted four hours of your life watching <laughs> watching garbage. Uh, but it's uh, but it's actually not so bad. Like, like people don't want to hear that, and I understand why not. But but the the Blue Jays, as I wrote in the piece that you you, you know, we're not going to talk about, but we're not going to talk about it yet. But like you know, the Blue Jays are in a great place right now. They're in a playoff spot. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of internal uh, improvement that can happen. You know, Vlad hasn't clicked. Bo's not hitting great. Barrios hasn't been, you know, the guy that we know that he could be. See, these Gucci, don't sound like reasons for optimism. These sounds these sound horribly concerning to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> Isn't right, that exactly. the problem? Right. Like I, I, I can understand why people <laughs> yeah. look at it that way, but you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No. Right. I mean, I understand the, the instinct to want to be like this, you know, this is, this is a nightmare, but this is just how the sport sort of functions. This right. is how it works. It's, and like I was saying, you know, you know, in, in soccer and in, in football and hockey, you know, the physically dominant team, will generally win, but right. you can't, like, I don't know. You just can't feel about it the same way in baseball, I guess. Well, and it's not horribly uncommon to see a last place team like Oakland take two of three from a good team in baseball, right? Like, you almost have to look at these series, like, games themselves. And, yeah, you're irritated when 
whatever the Raptors roll into Indianapolis and lose, but then you got three days to cool off and you're sort of over it by the time the next one roll. Whereas here it's sort of like, Nope, here we go again tomorrow at three 30. And if it doesn't start <laughs> great, you're going to be irritated again. And, and so why don't we, you know, I, I'm going to throw out the order here a little bit. Why don't we stay on the piece you wrote today? Because you did reflect sure. back on, on 2015 and 2016. And I, I, I quote tweeted it cause I wanted people to be able to get a look at it before we chatted here today. And I honestly feel like there was a time in this season where I was being more reasonable, the six, eight weeks in, whatever it might be. And I felt like I was sort of watching Twitter and, and some of our listeners were reacting here, you know, with, with our takes on things. And it felt to me like in both cases of 2015 and 2021, the crazy run the Blue Jays took basically from August 1st on, right? And and you've outlined that nicely in your piece as you talk about 2015 and 16, where 2016 is a good team, but it has to grind it out through the whole year. Whereas 2015, they're 50 and 51 at the trade deadline, and we just throw everything at the wall, and they take off and go crazy. And to me, there was a little bit of that in 2021 when they came home after being at uh, in Dunedin and in Buffalo, and they get hot, and everybody's excited that they're back. And so I was sort of able for the first month or six weeks of the season here to go, that's not what a baseball season looks like, right? It's a long, it's this grind. It's, it, it, we kind of have these memories both in 2021 and in 2015 of, holy shit, you win every night, right? You go 40 and 14 or whatever it's going to be down the stretch. And it just never looks like that. And I don't know what happened here over the last week or two. I sort of lost track of that myself that, no, like you, you can't live and die like this all the time, but we've seen them even in the last two weeks drop from, in terms of a pace, you know, on pace for 97 wins still on pace for 94 wins still on pace for 91 wins still. You're like <laughs> you're at some point there is reason for concern, even on top of this sort of take a step back, look at the whole, you know, piece of this. What was your you know, you take anything I just said there and, and throw it out the window if you want, if it sounded like shit. But what made you sit down today and go, we need to take a step back and compare, you know, the last time this team was successful and give what's happening right now some perspective? Well, I mean, just obviously like being on Twitter, but I, I what I would say <laughs> and and your promotion of a of a tweet that was like somebody's ready to to people are ready to be sellers, people are ready to fire people. And, you know, yeah. And and, and I, you're not wrong that the pace has slowed and the pace has, has gone in, in the wrong direction. Everybody knows the bullpen needs help. Everybody can see what's going on with the rotation. Uh, you know, the, the last few games, you know, the lineup hasn't been as great, but I think kind of a lot like 2021, uh, you know, that that's, you're not going to get eight runs every night. They had a great little run and that's, and that's kind of over. And now they're maybe scratching it out a little bit more, but like we can see that the bullpen needs help. We can see that the rotation needs help mm-hmm. um, where we are right now in the schedule and in like the industry schedule, as opposed to just, you know, literally like the physical, you know, the, the actual baseball schedule, you know, you just don't get trades like that very often. You don't get like, like the market has to develop. It's just, this is a thing year after year after year, uh, which is frustrating and which I'm, you know, I'm on record being like, pay the premium like sure, you're a win now guy, team yeah. you go go like if you can whatever you can do and then we see them getting matt peacock or we see sure. them getting anthony bonda or whatever Damn. uh which is not <laughs> which is which you know which is which is which is tough i think part of it though also is you know 
the stupid Yankees have been so incredibly good. They have the, stupid, the, the, the Yankees burst have been, everyone's bubble here, right? Like even when you were on pace for ninety seven, you're like, yeah, but they're on pace for one hundred and ten. What the hell? Like, I like literally as I wrote in the piece, like the, from the trade deadline until the end of twenty fifteen, the Blue Jays played at a one hundred and fourteen win right. pace yeah. for two months. The Yankees for the first three months have played for at one hundred and sixteen win yes. pace, like, <laughs> and and it's like. That that's you know that's a factor into why people it's a are kill. yeah it, a, a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, you know and I think and the expectations have to be factored in uh, you know because uh, and uh, this again what I wrote like it's uh, when you kind of we kind of lost track of the 2015 team I mean a lot of people were still watching but it was like you're kind of resigned to the fact that. Ethelpos is gone. Gibbons is gone. Beeston's gone. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of playing out the string. He did the the crazy thing at the trade deadline, and it, 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 shit, it, it went from yeah. resignation until yeah, until yep. oh, holy fuck, shit. <laughs> um, which God love him, and he did it again last year with the you know, not quite, not quite to the same scale. You know, the the Braves didn't didn't get a David Price, didn't get a Troy Tulowitzki, but, but they did replace uh, their whole outfield. <laughs> he, 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 the, the man may have a knack for that. Yeah. Though I would also say, you having brought up the twenty twenty one Blue Jays, you know, getting Barrios, getting Adam Simmons, yep. Trevor Richards, getting Corey Dickerson. Oh, I've long you know, had to eat it on the uh, the Shatkins thing. I did not give them anywhere near <laughs> enough respect early on, and part of that was just double-A fandom, which, like you said, at the beginning of 2015, I probably didn't have. At the end of 2015, Nothing wrong I with being a fan of that guy. I mean, he's obviously a really, you know, incredibly brilliant guy. Right. And, uh, but you're right. Like, I, it, there's nothing left that I can shit-talk Atkins and, and Shapiro over. They have done literally everything they said they well, were going to do. Well, give them a month. Give them a month. Yeah, but I think <laughs> that's the thing. And I, I think that's what they demonstrated last year. We're going and getting, like paying Austin Martin for Barrios. They, they gave another another first round, you know, their first rounder for Matt Chapman. Yeah. You know, they, 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 you know, they understand. And I think a lot of people have had a, a tough time getting out of the mindset of 2019, 2018, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, these guys are not going to be a win now team. And they're, you know, they're here to, to cut payroll. Uh, no, they very clearly are. And they, they are very clearly uh, they're they're going to do as as big a thing as they think is necessary, yep. which which is like kind of pulling my my punch a little bit. Like they're not going to, they're not they're probably never going to do as we know because of the 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 scolding that Alan said was <laughs> uh, for the trades in twenty fifteen. But like they're never going to do maybe anything quite that that bold. But like Burgess was a bold move. Like that was a lot of yep. young talent that they gave up, and they understand. You know they understand that that you know. Vlad's not going to be here forever necessarily. That would be great. They should should be. Yeah. Bo's not going to be here forever, and hopefully he's not going to be. I mean, here on Wednesday, the, <laughs> finally, uh, finally looked a bit. But like, it, it's yeah. been a rough season for him, and that's what happens with young cuts. But, uh, but you know, the the, the uh, windows like this that the Blue Jays have are are fleeting and are not easy to to get into. And like they they went through a lot of pain to get to where the Blue Jays are here, and I think that they you know. I understand why people don't have necessarily the faith in the people running the team to like really do right by that. But that's, this is what they're here for. And I think that they, you know, we have a few weeks until the trade deadline. They see what the weaknesses are. We see, you know, the Bonda moves, the Peacock moves, the whoever else they've been plucking off the waiver wire just to try to like throw some help to the bullpen, Sergio Romo, you know, like, I mean, these aren't the guys that they are, targeting like the, like i think they would happily dfa sergio romo if they could get 
you know, a guy who could, oh, they, they, would, they, would be, they would be confident pitching in the yeah, eighth yeah. inning. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and I think that that's, you know, I think that when you weigh the options, and I'm sure that this is what they're doing, you know, between some of the great stories that they've had in the low minors and, and you know, some of like they've got a pretty good prospect pool. They've, they've done a good job of developing that. It's time to, to, to step up and like actually help this, this major league team. And my point, I suppose in the piece that we're talking about slash not talking about is that like <laughs> there, there's still lots of time for them to do that. And there's, there's lots of opportunity for them to do that. And while it has been discouraging and frustrating and not fun to watch to see them, you know, lose and lose in similar ways, you know, lose, you know, the bullpen, just not have it having to watch Trent Thornton. Nobody wants to watch Trent Thornton. That's insane. Like you'd have to be crazy to want to watch. Trent Thornton. <laughs> but, but it's just where, I mean, you know, if you, I should have told you up front, Trent Thornton's mother is a long time listener of our podcast. <laughs> She's going to be very well, upset. So, the one, so one person wants right. to watch Trent Thornton, but, but like the, yeah. You know, just the the, the 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 way that the season plays out is is it turns out there's 162 games in yeah. six months, and so getting all riled up right now is it would be one thing if they hadn't banked a ton of wins already. If yeah, they hadn't if they didn't have, as I say, good bones. You know, this is a very very good team in a very advantageous spot in terms of like what they can do at the trade deadline what they could do to improve internally. I mean, we haven't seen Jose Barrios be anything this year. Mm-hmm. Bobochet coming into like Wednesday's game had like a 102 weighted runs created plus. He's a league average hitter. Like that's going to get better. Like you have to believe that's going to get better. Like that's, I, that's, you know, that's not being a homer thinking Bobochet who has you know, been a, a, a top 10 prospect who has done it in the big leagues, you know, all the things. Yeah, led you know, the he's A-L not going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going to be, he's not going to be a league average hitter. Right. Um, you know, you can get homerish when you're like, well, maybe Kevin Biggio is going to keep doing this or whatever. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, there's exact there, there Collins are, guy. I don't want to, I don't want to say everything is perfect because it obviously isn't, but uh, this is the process that we're in the middle of. And this is kind of, to me, maybe as, as a scumbag ghoul, <laughs> Uh, who, who like who, who kind of enjoys more watching the process than even you know living and dying by every pitch? Right. Uh, it's a process. Like this is the fun part to see what they're going to do to try to sort out what this team is going to be in the next few weeks. But there's but there's ample opportunity to make it a lot better than it is. And they're already holding a playoff spot. They've already banked a bunch of wins. They're in a really good place, and it feels insane to say that and it feels like people are going to be like this guy's crazy what do you mean they're yeah, in a good place they suck the i watch word. them i watch them every night and they suck yes and you're not wrong that they have sucked a lot lately the but word i was going to really use is team. is only a psychopath thinks the last week has been fun <laughs> right like that hasn't been, was not... hasn't been. <laughs> uh why it's don't been we... fun in the sense of <laughs> if you're like watching the waiver wire and like maybe they can pick up matt peacock sure right like, that's what we were all looking insane for psychopathic yeah. way to think <laughs> yes, of exactly uh, we're going to put the link to that article and we may refer back to it a few times, but it is a wonderful piece of perspective based on what's happened right now and how that can compare to the last time the Blue Jays kind of had a couple seasons of, of success there and, and you can have success in a few ways. So we'll put those links or that link in the, uh, in the show notes at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing this right now, you can click on that and find it. Why don't we drill down a little bit on a couple specific areas and right now, um, we're coming off of, as you mentioned on Wednesday afternoon, a really nice start from Jose Barrios. And we've seen a few of those over the course of the season. 
And sometimes they've been followed by some weird, and I, I feel more comfortable calling them weird starts than bad starts necessarily. And he's had a couple of those too, but this has been an odd beginning or first half of the season for Jose Barrios, who just signed a long-term extension. And it sort of lends itself to right now, and maybe just after Wednesday, I should feel a little better. But coming into today, I would have said there were only two parts of your five-man rotation that you were super pumped about, and one of them is hurt right now. And and after taking a line drive off the, the shin or the ankle in Kevin Gosman and obviously Alec Manoa, what do you think of this rotation? Kikuchi has yo-yoed back and forth and every time it looks like well maybe there's something to build on there he comes out and literally walks half of the batters he faces the next <laughs> night and you're like oh that's a problem I I couldn't possibly say anything negative right now about Ross Stripling like he's done everything you could possibly ask him to do but do I want him to do it in the playoffs not really like what do you think of this rotation right now and where it's at well, I think you have identified the uh, <laughs> the weak point in my the little house of cards of my everything is fine theory because <laughs> uh, it does depend on Barrios being Barrios. Yes, uh, and you're right that even and I would say that even some of the good starts have been weird. Like there was the one where he struck out 13 guys, which is not not his game, and it's just like clearly he's lost. Wasn't it only like a, one or two starts ago where he managed to have a decent run and only struck out like two guys? And you're like, how did you get through that? Like, I <laughs> there's been some odd. Outings. It's very much, especially for a guy. And I, you know, and this is maybe sort of the point I was making. I, I, like you can't, I, I, the numbers are always there. He's an incredibly consistent pitcher, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's consistent from start to start. But right. I mean, I, I still have an incredible amount of faith in, in, in Jose Barrios to, uh, to figure this out. And, uh, and as we saw with Kikuchi this week, you know, one step forward does not necessarily mean you're not about to take about 15 steps right. back. But but, uh, but Barrios is the guy, and I wrote a piece earlier in the week about I gave some letter grades to to, to the Blue Jays players, and uh, I graded on vibes in my own like what my methodology is mine. I don't know; <laughs> it, it, it may not make sense. But I gave I gave Kikuchi a D and Barrios an F, mostly because I expected Kikuchi to have some growing pains to be a project, to be a problem. And, and Yeah, that's interesting, and that's right? Spe- it's it's all about expectations, right? When I, when I was throwing around terms in my own head on how I wanted to frame things, concerned versus alarmed, I'm not alarmed by Kikuchi because I didn't know what we were going to get from Kikuchi. I'm alarmed that there's two and a half years left on that contract. <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, did I expect him to be a Cy Young candidate? No, so you know, maybe alarmed would be overstating it on my position on Kikuchi, if that makes sense. Right. Like it's- yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and it's, it's weird. I think, I, I think it was Shulman or, or maybe, maybe it didn't, I don't know if it was Dan or Pat on the broadcast the other night was talking about, well, maybe, maybe we would have preferred to, uh, to go with a higher floor than a higher ceiling, mm. uh, which is also how you got Tanner Roark. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not an easy business. Is, is, I guess paying. the thing, but we're, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but uh, but 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 Barrios, I think to me, has been way more disappointing. Even if the numbers have been better, I don't even know if they've been better. But like, just because that, like, that's the guy who has who you. I feel correct, like you correctly identified him as a guy to give that kind of money to. Yep. People in Minnesota were like, well, 
he signed an extension there. Like they felt that he was going to test free agency. Right. Yeah. The twins were never going like, this isn't just like the blue Jays up up and decided, "Eh, let's give this guy a ton of money. Like this was like, this is like, we're ahead of the industry. We are going, we're like, this is a bargain. Mm -hmm. It's honestly how it felt. And I don't think that, you know, a half year of, (laughs) of him not being good should change that. But also, can you please stop being bad? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 I, I think that he'll. Every start, I think that there's a better chance that he's good than he's bad. Yes, uh, it's nice to see that it, it sort of came together a bit in Oakland here, but who knows what's going to happen next? And that's that's going to weigh on people, I think, for uh, for a long time. And that's kind of you know until he really, really has a good run. And also, I mean, I, I don't think that the, the Blue Jays fans saw him at his best necessarily either, right? Like, I think he had to – there was a little bit of a tinker that he had to do with, like, where he placed his arms during his, uh, the start of his wind-up. That's true, yeah. Uh, like, there was a bit of a thing, and and, and he, he had a couple bumps last year. Um, but, man, it's just like it, – like, it's, it's, like, eerie how consistent – you know, less than you know between three fifty and four ERA. You know, and like and 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 like the strikeout rate and the innings pitched and the durability and like like there there is an absolute reason why this guy got the money that he did. He hundred percent earned it. He hundred percent deserves it. And the stuff hasn't changed. The stuff is you know, I mean, where he's throwing it has changed. And we saw with like for you, you know, you can still throw as hard as ever, but maybe if your arm's not doing great, uh, it's harder to command it. And I right. don't think that's necessarily what's happening with Burrios because we've seen him do it extremely well. I don't know what's up with him, but uh, but that is uh, like, like say, to me, that's, that's more worrying like, than like, like that's the linchpin. That's the yeah. car. That, that's where the house of cards can can fall in on itself is if he doesn't get himself right because well, that will make it very tough. For them. Because you know, if you went into a short playoff series. And Barrios, as Barrios, was out there with Gosman and Manoa. You'd be like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm as comfortable with that as I would be with anything else. But mystery, mystery box Barrios is is concerning because it, it, it now leaves you with just two guys that you feel <laughs> confident in. And I want to move us on to one of those guys. Yeah, but, but, but what I was going to say, like, like Barrios, where you're like, maybe we should start Ross Stripper. Right. Not, That's l- I'm want. less comfortable yeah. with that. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Manoa just for a second because he has been fantastic. Uh, we did see, though, in his last start, the uh, miles per hour was down a little bit. Uh, and, you know, he got through it. Um, sometimes that's just a blip. It's a thing that happens. I'm not worried about it yet because he's been so good this far or thus far. I'm, I am curious, though, what you think about he is on pace as we sit here halfway through the season to go at well over 200 innings. I wonder if you think at his you know, young age and the way we handle pitchers now, do you think the Jays are concerned about that at all and might, you know, try and back him off a little down the stretch or with the way he's gone, you know, do you think they're just going to let him go? I think they're just going to let him go. I, I, and I, this may be coming from the TV broadcast. I forget where I heard, but I, I think that, uh, yeah, there's no restrictions on him. I think that the, uh, and it's weird. It's always been weird to me how, uh, and we remember this, I'm sure from like Marcus Stroman being like, oh, he's too, he's too short to be a starter, and right. it's like there, there's body types that the industry thinks of or has thought of yep. uh, as like being the kind of guys who are going to be able to be durable and 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 who you can hang a lot of innings on just because you know I don't know why I don't know why like a skinny five nine guy can't <laughs> pitch 200 innings but a but a, a big old slab of meat can but that's how the industry sort of thinks and that's 
probably borne out by a lot of uh, a lot of historical data. I couldn't tell you, uh, you know, I can't quote that off, off the top of my head. But I think, but Manoa definitely is in the other camp. Is in the is in the slab of meat yes, camp, exactly. and I, I think that the they're force. not real real concerned about that. And it's not also not like he's throwing super hard. And like you say, the velocity was a bit of a dip. I don't wouldn't, you know, after, yeah, he, look, he didn't play. He didn't play on the five game. He he was like I think the only guy who didn't play in the the five games against yeah. the because he pitched Thursday and then pitched Monday. But uh, you got to sit there but, with the rest of us watching impotently as Thomas Hatch <laughs> gave up ten, <laughs> which was tough, and which you know obviously there was the whole there was the tragedy thing, and I'm yes. sure the flight wasn't good, and there's yep. you know the, like the, and the, the, this is you know the, the the convergence of those two things is tough to sort of like parse out what is what what anything means. Yeah, it's too and, soon and, to or, and, there, yeah, and fortunately we play, you know we're talking about a sport where. You don't have to really parse out the day to day that much, but uh, yeah, I, I think the the velocity tip has happened. It happening in Oakland would be is, is less concerning because you know he's pitching on a day, in a day game after a night game where even though he didn't pitch, they had to do all the travel, they had to go through a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm not super worried about that, uh, and also I think he was you know it wasn't like. He was only, you know, throwing exactly what the what the average was. I think I, I mentioned in a piece earlier in the week. Like he, uh, he was throwing 95, 90, like ninety four, ninety five in the fifth inning mm-hmm. in a couple at bats. So it's not like it, it's not like his arm was incapable of right. doing it. it no, was just not one a of dead arm things. or whatever. It's just yeah, one of those no. starts. So yeah, um, not worried about. I'm more worried about him against left handed batters, right? Than I am about that, which I'm not super worried about. But uh, you know, the umpires could help him. And, uh, and, yeah. and the changeup can help him. I mean, man, if he can get that changeup going, like, there's more to come from Alphanola. That's like, I mean, the, 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 the results have been good. The ERI looks great. The wins, obviously, all that is great. But, like, if that, if he can really use that changeup enough to get to the point where he has a feel for it, where he can throw it, you know, not necessarily just for strikes, but like where he can get guys chasing it. I mean, there, like, there's, like, he's basically just fastball slider at this point. And yeah. Has been since he came up. And, like, the changeup has flashed pretty good. And I think that uh, it's it's wild to say because of how good he's been. But I think there could be another level to him. And that's that's what's really exciting. That is incredible. And also, also a really, you know, a, a guy you can't not love to cheer for. It's true. Uh, especially... I think we're still waiting on some retweets there to get him to sing the anthem next Canada Day. That's uh, right. So. Oh, is he not got a million yet? Not a million yet. Uh, wow. That's going to take some Well, time. well, let's... Yeah, yeah if, if we can we'll, stuff we'll the ballot again, box yeah. like we did for the All-Star game, uh, apparently, <laughs> well, according to hey, America. Alejandro right? Kirk deserves that. Agreed, man. Uh, America, when Canada ruins an election, we just mess up a fantasy baseball game. When America ruins elections, <laughs> they destroy Earth's society. Uh, let's not get too bogged down on that. The team is heading off to Seattle. Uh, I want to let the good listener know right now that uh, our pal Michaela Schreider from She's Got Game on TSN Radio is going to be back on the podcast early next week. She just returned from Seattle, checked out uh, the Seattle Storm, Sue Bird, into her last season there in a, a WNBA All-Star. And of course, she did uh, the Pacific Northwest, so and I'm not sure if you're aware or not, apparently well-renowned for its craft breweries. So uh, she hit several of them, and uh, she'll be back on the podcast early next week to uh, to let us know what she discovered out there. As they roll into Seattle, uh, what is your concern level or, uh, you know, maybe not concern level, but what would you be targeting right now? For the longest time, we've been hearing this lineup badly needs a big left-handed bat. And I, I think... 
there's obviously logic to that, but with the way the lineup is gone, there's been some talk lately on who's coming out. Like who, who do you want to swap out to put that left-handed bat in? And maybe at this point, your priorities need to have shifted elsewhere. And I guess that kind of would, would look at a a depth starter. If you are no longer sold on, on Kikuchi and what's going to happen there, or, you know, do you really want Ross Stripling starting playoff games for you? Uh, and of course we referenced earlier in the show that, yeah, you need some swing and miss coming out of that bullpen. And, you know, Adam Simber had another nice outing there on Wednesday. Uh, Jordan Romano has been fine, I guess, this season. He mentioned in an interview that he's sort of struggling to find a groove right now because for the first month or so he was out there every damn night and now he's never out there. So (laughs) he's having a hard time getting into a groove. As they head into Seattle for a four-game series against the Mariners, which will be fun because you always see the Western Canadians kind of flood into the ballpark there, which is which is kind of cool every season. What is it that you think here over the next couple of weeks and, and through this series they'll be keeping an eye on to prioritize at the trade deadline? Is it that big bullpen arm? Is it help at the bottom of the rotation? Or do you think they're still going to be looking for that left-handed bat? Uh, I mean, I think you got it right that the, that those are really the three areas that they want to that they're going to want to to improve. I mean, the left-handed bat thing is. I mean, you're just leading me into talking about how good Calvin Biggio has been. Okay, which which he has, which he has. You know, I mean, I I have been as skeptical as anybody about about it, but uh, about you know, especially you know last year, and I understand maybe he was hurt, the the power wasn't there. I feel that Biggio when he can't do damage uh it makes it uh, a little easier for pitchers to not like not uh, walk him be be too fine and yeah Yeah. and and last year the walk rate went down like it's not the walk rate is not just always stable i think it is a function of how uh everything else operates for him but right now he's been been able to hit some doubles down the line he's been able to like park a couple balls over the fence which is not really still his game but like he doesn't have to do a ton power wise to make himself you know, uh, just just even just a viable hitter, sure. Uh, which is which is huge for this team, and which has been you know since twenty twenty. You know, I think I remember Dante Bichette like talking about when he was like, you know, on the bench in twenty twenty, talking about like how how valuable he felt that Vigio was because just the different look that he gave pitchers. You know, and it's like God love Teoscar. I mean, Vlad is Vlad, and and but like Teoscar and Vlad, you know, you can approach them similarly. Guriel, you can, you know, it's it's like these are these are right-handed guys. They, you know, I mean, Vlad's Vlad, but you know, Guriel, Teoscar may may take their hacks. Bo will take his hacks. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of swing and miss know. there. Yeah, and and I and I think there is something too, and I think the Jays have acknowledged uh, that there's something to the fact that you know it makes it makes the job of the reliever not just the not just the re- the reliever, but like the the opposing bench like a little bit easier yep. when it's like okay, you don't have to deal with. A completely different look, and if Biggio is going well, which he is right now, it that is a completely different look, and and uh, and I think that that's that's huge for them. And yet, I you know the there are definitely there are spots that they can upgrade. I mean, Biggio has been great, uh, but you, you know you have Zach Collins on your bench, you have Toppy on your bench. I don't know that money wise that's going to make sense to get right. rid of him. Unfortunately, yes. I I wrote I wrote recently about how I kind of like like Bradley Zimmer makes sense because. He's not, you don't want a prospect there because he's not going to play, and he's a guy who does something that none of the Blue Jays do, which is play elite center field defense and you know run the bases really well. Yeah, speed. So through. like that, like that's a that's a roster spot I don't mind Bradley Zimmer having. I would you know I would have been happy for them to find a guy in September 
to do that. But also, you don't, you know, you don't want Otto Lopez. You don't want Jordan Groshen. Right. You don't want, you don't want Moreno even like. Yeah. Sitting on the bench. Just sitting and, on the bench. Every, yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, so, I, but I, so Zimmer spot may be safe, but Zach Collins spot, absolutely not. Uh, and and I think that they're you know Andrew you don't Benetton think they're going to carry really four catchers when Danny Jansen gets back. <laughs> I suspect that. Well, I don't think that I, I don't think they're going to carry Moreno when uh, yeah. Danny Jansen. That's unusual, eh? Like you don't usually see these big name prospects come up and then go back down. Normally, when it's their time, it's their time. But the Jays are in a unique spot here. It's I think so. Yeah, and I think I mean, and it's I mean, and this is I think people don't give the Jays sometimes enough credit for is like that that was a move dictated by need and yes. I think that they you know they that's and they tried to hold off like they they they, they did, did not do that right away they held off as long as they could and and I think I mean and I think the longer it takes for Jansen to get back I mean what is that? I mean we're already steaming towards mid July right yeah. like he'll be able to come back in September so six weeks down or whatever playing every day, probably better for him than sitting on the bench when Jansen sure. and, and Kirk are here. And then yeah. he can come back in September. The triple A season is going to be done. But yeah, I, I think that, I think that obviously there are uh, points in the lineup. You know, you add a Ben attendee, maybe he platoons a bit with, with Guriel. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get a, maybe you get a left-handed bat in there. I mean, uh, the, the better, the, the, you know, the, the rising tide lifts all boats. Sure. Uh, you know, you want to get you want to get as good as you can. Obviously, but is, is that the priority? Well, that's not the priority. No, oh god, no, oh god, no. You need you need some some like big fucking goons at the back of the bullpen. Yes. Like I mean, Jordan Romano, ninety eight coming out of the pen, and I was saying this. I was saying this on I don't know if it was my podcast or another podcast. I'm on podcasts all the goddamn time. Yeah, you're but, <laughs> but like. Uh, but like, where, where would Jordan Romano slot in in the New York Yankees bullpen? Like, where? Like, would that he be pitching the seventh? That was I, a, yeah, yeah. That and was... like, I like, like, I like. God love him; he's been great. But like, that's if your best, if your, if easily your best reliever is the Yankees seventh inning guy, maybe right. You need a couple more relievers. Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> like that's really where it's at. And uh, God love Adam Simber. Uh, he's been doing great. Uh, some of the other guys uh, are also fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like searching my mind for somebody to praise. Well, David Phelps <laughs> is holding it together, right? For yeah, what he is at this but, point. But if we're if that's they where we're clay, going, they need yeah. a clay home. They need a, you know they need they need a guy who can come in. They also, I mean, they haven't been burned as much as they could have been. This, but they need some like they need some, and, and I think this is maybe partly why the. The, the concern has been so big from the fans because you know you can't you can't play extra innings with the extra with the free runner on second base, and be like, here's our guy who strikes out six guys per nine. Right. Like you need somebody who can strike somebody. You need that first out. You yes. need to get a strikeout yes. and intentionally walk a guy and get a double play. That's how you, you want to play. Can't be pitched into contact in the tenth. <laughs> like it's just a, yeah, and it's just like. Old rules that would work. Sure, or I think I think the rules that will be back in place next year. But right now, yeah, they, like, and that's fuck. I hate saying it, but like, but like, they missed the playoffs by one game. Like, that's that's a, that's literally a place where you can where you can pick up or lose one win, which can be the difference. And so they, you know, they just they need more swing and miss in that bullpen. And uh, and as 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 quick as I am, often. To uh, to defend uh, the front office against morons, uh, that's been a 
and and really needs to, you know, and 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 should have been addressed sooner than this. And they're painting themselves into a corner by not doing it. And I think, you know, sometimes it's like you're gonna you're gonna have to give up a Dan Norris to get a David Price to right. go back to the piece, you know. And it's like that's you might get scolded by somebody for that, but uh, <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, it's the right move. And even if it turns out that you know if you know if Kendall Williams turns into a great pitcher if if Gunnar Hoagland turns into a great pitcher if if Austin Martin finds some power you know you can't worry about that stuff you're trying to get and shit done now not 5 years from now if Santiago Espinal turns into a, an everyday player yeah and you're the you Red Sox you still you still want you still got Steve a World Pierce. Series MVP out of it. Yeah. yeah. So you can feel okay about it. And it doesn't have to even be that. Like that's I mean Yes, of course. And that is that has been frustrating. Their inaction on that has been frustrating. That to me is more frustrating than oh God. Oh, Charlie's going to Trent Thornton again, which also sucks, but like he's he's he's, he's got one hand time behind his back. Yeah, yeah. No. I wonder, you know, I, I'm certainly not suggesting the Jays should bank anything on this. They can't right now. But what is your optimism, you know, that Nate Pearson... Oh, might, I knew you were going to say Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't rely on it. I will not be okay if Shatkins comes out and says, you know, we're not going to make a big move for swing and miss at the deadline because we got this guy coming. I won't be okay with that. But just as a guy, like, what is your level of optimism? This guy might still... Because he's... Man, he's had a rough go, and this year has been tough on him again you know, that he might yet still be able to contribute some of that swing and miss out of a bullpen. I mean, <laughs> Nate Pearson's mom, turn turn your podcast off right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not real, I'm not real optimistic. Okay. Like, I don't, well, I, we have you know, so many moms I that would, listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, I wish I could say. Fewer I, today I, than yesterday. But. <laughs> By at least two. Yes. <laughs> but no, I wish I, wish I could say that different but like no i i get i but i get it i get the arm but also i think a lot of the i think a lot of the like the the wonderful feelings people think about his arm uh aren't necessarily rooted in the 2022 reality of right. his arm either. Yeah. uh i don't know if the stuff has been as good post let's say sticky stuff crackdown yeah. i don't know if the stuff has been as good post you know all the injuries and stuff I hope that's not true. I hope he figures it out. I hope he gets healthy. Um, but, but, oh, man. But you'd be Mark trying Shabiro, to get someone if else. If Mark Shaviro said, like, uh, we don't need a reliever. We got Nate Pearson coming. I would be like, oh, Yeah, he just fuck. did a lot of that I good. bet on the wrong pony here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, you know, can you still talk someone else into believing there's some upside there in a deal? I think, oh, I think you absolutely can. Yeah. I think you absolutely can. Yeah, well, you can you can talk somebody to trading Julian Merriweather for Josh Donaldson. It's true. That's a thing that can happen. <laughs> yes. uh, wow. Um, yeah, that was that was rough. Um, I wonder then, as we kind of you know get ready to wind this down, like you obviously have done a better job than me of maintaining perspective here through the last couple of weeks. And well, that, that remains to be seen, but okay. Yeah. My perspective may be completely sure. naive, but okay. Yeah. Well, 
you're holding it together better. How about that? Why don't we paint it that way? Well, that's just that's just for my own sanity. That doesn't necessarily <laughs> right. mean I'm, I'm doing it better, but yeah. Put a couple of wins in Seattle, and then, you know, I can't remember. You got another weak sister coming in right after. Um, I can't remember who they're playing next week at home. Doesn't matter, I guess, but uh, yeah, I know, I know. it's fine. There's a game every goddamn night, but you don't have a horribly <laughs> difficult schedule going into the All-Star break. So if you were able to kind of rally here, get things going, maybe even get Gosman to pitch on Sunday, that would be reassuring to the fan base. And you could almost get back on, you know, just with just a couple of wins here in the next, um, you know, just staying a little bit above 500 here through the next 10 days gets you back into that kind of 93, 94 win pace, and everybody can settle down, understand that your first half schedule has been rough. Uh, as we get, you know, into the All-Star break, what is, you know, just one or two things you would like to see, even if, uh, and I'm going to take the trade off the table for you. Uh, there's no reinforcements coming before the All-Star break. What are one or two things you'd like to see that would make you go, yeah, it's going to be fine. They're going to be all right going into the second half here. And, uh, you know, make, just, just calm us all down here, little Stoughton. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, first, and maybe this is a small thing, but the first thing at least to my mind is, uh, I would like to see Tim Mesa be like more like the Tim Mesa that I would like him to be. Yeah. Not like, uh, that, that's been a bit weird. I mean, I know he's only, he's, you know, your number one lefty reliever. Right. Uh, but he's a guy who could, you know, face both lefties and righties. Uh, you know, he's just been throwing the sinker or fastball or whatever, like so much. Like he just, he just hasn't looked right. Uh, giving you an option beyond Romano to like feel comfortable about that isn't Adam Simber, who God love him. As I feel I've said, like said, yeah. he does his Adam Simber things, but as we've established and as everybody knows, yeah, balls in play and yeah. not the ideal thing to do with a reliever, especially, you know, if you're bringing somebody in, in extra innings yeah, or middle of an inning. Or, yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's unfair to Mesa to be like, well, he's the, he's the key to it all. <laughs> Fix us. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I like Barrios, if Barrios has another start, like, or uh, if he has two more starts, like he did in Oakland, that would be real nice. Uh, and I believe in him and I think that he can do it, but whether, you know, I also feel like I've been saying this for fucking four months now, <laughs> because I have been, yeah, uh, and it's just I don't know if I'm trying to convince anybody but myself, and to try to just like keep the demons in my head to be, from from having to think about what what the possibility of Jose Barrios being bad would be. Like that's I'm not ready to fucking process that season change. Uh, yeah, no, no, several seasons. Season turns out. sinker, yeah, seven <laughs> seasons of problematic. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's that's that could be a thing, um, but yeah, I would love to see Mesa look look better. I would love to see Barrios look better. Yeah, um, offensively, I'm you know, I mean, they've had some not great games, uh, but I, I don't, I don't Still have a top five. I think in the like most major offensive categories, they it's and, not super rewarding really, if you're putting up six a night but giving up seven. Yeah, it's not <laughs> super encouraging, but the offense. I, as you said very early on in the show, there's more to give, but it's not like it's been brutal. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it is, you're right. But it is, I mean, Springer's been great. Yeah. Uh, Alondra Kirk, you know, and this is sort of. Chapman's been horribly unlucky. 
Yeah. yeah. And, but like Kirk is not, I hate to say it cause I don't want it to be true, but Kirk's not going to hit like this forever. Uh, and it, uh, there, there, there could be a natural, you know, crossing of the lines on the graph between Kirk and Bichette and Guerrero. Because Vlad, you know, as great as he's been, like he's been, you know, okay. He's been what you would have thought Vlad would have been had he not shown you what he can be yes, last year. Exactly. Like 137 win runs created plus, or whatever it is. He's in the 130s, I think, the last time I looked. Yeah, he set the uh, expectations is, pretty is, high. Like, is, yeah. is like incredible. Like you, yeah. like you would fall all over yourself to get a guy like that on your team. Right. Except you know that he can be 150, 160. Right. Uh, and Bo, you need to, you know, you, he can be better too. So when the inevitable... And I don't think that Kirk's going to like regress into nothing. I think Kirk. I think Kirk's a very good player, and he's shown for he's a long time, time already this Kirk, year. Maybe. Oh fuck no! He's the guy now. Uh, his value's never going to be higher. We'll talk Moreno about this. We'll talk Jansen Jansen will get though. Okay. Okay. Would be my guess. Would be my guess. I don't think you can deal Kirk. I mean, you just can't deal Kirk right now. No. Um, man, you'd have to. You'd have to get a shit ton if you trade Kirk. I don't think you can do it. I think Jan, but I think Jansen has enough value that you can make that work. Yeah. Uh, I think Moreno's the guy and Kirk is the catcher DH and uh, and Jansen is the one well, we'll that, which, again is, around the which is not what which is not what I well I don't think it's happening I don't think it's happening at the deadline. Okay. It's a winter thing. Okay. Um but yeah no I I, I think you know God, man I would love to see on Wednesday Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening, whatever you would like to call it. Wednesday, it was in, in Oakland. It was uh, the afternoon. Yep. Uh, Bobichet hitting that home run looked good. Really, there's a guy who you know there's more from him, and and I think you know I, I believe there's more from Vlad too. But like you know, there's Bobichet yes. is not a league average hitter, right? And seeing him have a hot couple of weeks before the All Star break would be. I great. think I saw like even a night or two ago, he's still a top ten in the AL in hits, but in terms of like average or well because he doesn't walk and he gets right a bat. exactly yeah. yeah so it's it's he's been a little bit confusing uh before we get out of here tell us about the work man where can people find the writing and i'm interested you guys have taken on a new format there at the podcast tell people about that because um i'm sort of intrigued as a podcaster myself by how that's going yeah that's been really fun nick ashbourne and i uh nick and i had known each other a little bit before we did this but we were kind of like a couple of free agents podcast wise there uh, um, last year we did a podcast with each other. Now we are, uh, we have been approached by a company called Colin, which does uh, podcasts on your phone in an app that are live and that let people call and ask questions and chat with us and do it all live. Uh, let's you listen to it afterwards as well. But uh, we've really tried to uh, focus on, you know, doing post game stuff. I don't know. Uh, there's 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 some wonderful people doing uh, Jay's Hawk post games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some uh, ones that I'm like, eh, maybe people would like, rather listen to us. Something else, yes. <laughs> and, sure. uh, and and Nick's awesome, and we've been we've been having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, people are a little shy with the calls sometimes, which uh, mm, fair enough. But yep. uh, I, uh, I wish they I wish they weren't. I would love to hear. I would love to hear. Well, the one people. thing I can tell you from uh, radio broadcasting, which I took sure. just before radio died uh (laughs) they said you should expect to hear from no more than eight percent of your listeners at the absolute maximum and just in any sense people usually just want to take it in they they whether it's contests or call-in shows or opinion things people just don't 
you know, that people are happy to yeah. listen, but don't always want to engage, right? And uh, yeah, you know what? That, that's what they told me about uh, Substack paid subscribers as oh, well. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> which also you can find me on Substack, which yes. I'm doing better than that. But yes. uh, uh, but yeah, I'm on Substack, uh, thebatflip.ca. You can find it. That's the easier way to say it. It's mm-hmm. also my last name at Substack. Uh, I. Uh, I I grouse there about subscribers, but also uh, everything is free. It's not a paywalled site. I just uh, live off the generosity of people who would like to, you know, who support what I do, who like what I do, who want to keep it free for everybody else, uh, as I do, uh, which has somehow, (laughs) I have no fucking idea how, but it somehow has worked and uh, and has been awesome. And uh, I just get to sort of do my thing and write about the Blue Jays and, 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 uh, call people morons for uh for for and tell them to chill the fuck out uh after reading my twitter feed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i get it it's warranted uh i'm a paid subscriber that, there. Was, that part wasn't specifically directed towards anyone it's, it's, all, right. On, it's all right i'm on i'm on twitter i don't don't feel you have to defend yeah, yeah. Well, i see enough weirdness that uh i, I assure you i can uh it's true. There I are can people. Pick out my own straw man. Yeah. yeah, there are worse offenders out there. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But uh, I can happily say to the listener, I'm a I'm a paid subscriber to the Batflip. It's well worth it, and uh, uh, we'll share all of those uh, links to the podcast and to the uh, to the written word in the show notes. Like I said, at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing this right now uh, in your podcast app, there are uh, show notes and links. Make sure you check it out. It's it's well worth it. Stoughton, this has been fun, man. Um, it's been a difficult week or two or more, but the team is still in a good place. Still got, uh, you know, plenty of runway out in front of it. They have not by any means sunk themselves. I think we just came in with a lot of hype, a lot of excitement and a lot of expectations and they could still yet reach them. But, uh, you know, they're, they're not in anywhere near as bad of a place as it can sometimes feel as I shut the game off last night in the fourth or fifth inning and went to goddamn bed because oh, it's, so it's Oakland it? and it's, <laughs> you know, I'm, no, I'm not watching this. right? Like, uh, so uh, I appreciate you making the time as always, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. And uh, next time you're in Peterborough, be sure to wear your uh, brown tracksuit and uh, <laughs> we'll have a little drink. <laughs> Oh my god, on that note, we'll wind this one down. For Andrew Stoughton, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll catch you guys all next time. The hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy? Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app and find us on social media at Tall Can Audio.